everybody and welcome back to the ICC podcast. I'm your host Taylor B. Hunan, and I'm so excited for today's episode. I know it's been a little while but I'm ready to just get back into it um, and I love the message of today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about hope and I just think it's so powerful especially this time of year when we're talking about Easter and the atonement and the resurrection and everything And so I hope wherever you're at in life right now, whatever you might be struggling with and going through, or maybe whatever is going good for you, um, whatever it is that you're going through, I just hope that you are able to find more hope in the Savior Jesus Christ after listening to this. Um, First, I'm going to just share this little snippet from a conference I went to about a month ago. Uh, I actually attended a conference called Hope Grows. And there was a therapist there from BYU-Idaho who talked about the science behind hope physically growing in your brain. And it was really cool and just kind of blew my mind. It was this really cool concept. And obviously, I'm not a therapist or a psychologist, and I do not know everything about the brain, and I haven't studied that super well. So I'm not going to be able to give you a lot of the science that he was able to share with us that night. But I did want to share just a concept that he kind of talked about and touched on. And um, that concept was the idea that when you choose to live your values or keep your covenants or just anything positive of the sort, seeing things in an eternal perspective, whatever it might be, when you choose to focus on those things or actively do those things, you actually stretch a muscle in your brain that grows hope. And he talked about this concept and he talked about specific parts of the brain and obviously got to share a little bit more than I can share with you right now. But at the end of the day, I just love that overall idea that even just thinking about Jesus Christ or thinking about wanting to become like him grows your hope. Um, and at the end of the day, we also know that hope conquers fear, but it does not conquer pain. And I just kind of wanted to touch on that too. And he even mentioned that in his little um, seminar that he gave. But just because we have hope in Jesus Christ does not mean that the pain goes away or that the hard times go away. But it also doesn't mean that we can't have hope during those hard times. Um, So anyways, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that and share that with you guys. And just this idea that we can literally choose to focus on Christ and find hope in any situation or we can live our covenants or we can try to look at the eternal perspective or basically anything we've been taught to do when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ anything of that sort it literally will help us have hope in any situation not that it will be easy to have the hope but when we do those things it will help us have hope and I just love that I love that because it shows that Heavenly Father has set us up for success Everything he does, every covenant we make or any lesson that he has tried to teach us or anything like that, it is for our success and for our own good. And I just, I absolutely love that we have a father in heaven who desires our success that much. And I've always believed that, but hearing that from that seminar a month ago or that conference was just even eye-opening more to that fact that he loves us unconditionally. And um, Jesus Christ loves us just that same much to the point where he 
even suffered for every single one of us and the pain and the sorrows and the grief that we would have in this world. He suffered for it so that we could overcome it, so that we could still find that hope. And I'm just so grateful for that knowledge and for that redeeming and unconditional love. And I love that word too, unconditional. Like without any conditions, without anything like that, even if you are not living your covenants, which, you know, is sometimes just hard and even when you're making mistakes or anything like that they still love you and they still desire your success and happiness no matter where you're at in your life and I just I just love that I really do and so I just kind of wanted to talk about that and share that little testimony with you guys and also talk about a scripture that I read this week that has just kind of stuck out with me um If you haven't had the chance this week, the church has come out with some great study tools and information for the week of Easter. Um, They have a whole study guide for seeing the atonement and resurrection through Mary Magdalene's eyes in like the last week of the Savior's life um, through her perspective. So if you haven't gotten to look at that, you totally should. And the Come Follow Me for this week is amazing. There are so many scriptures in there about the Savior and just so many great things to study and ponder. And so if you haven't gotten the chance, it really would be so worth it to go and read that. But I have one specific scripture from this past week's Come Follow Me that I loved that I just want to share with you guys. And it's in Isaiah chapter 25 and it's verse 8 and 9. And it says, He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces. And the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. And I love that idea. I love that idea of waiting with anticipation for Jesus Christ. And I think it's hard because there are times in our lives where we are more eagerly anticipating than others. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm a really good seeker and I am just always seeking what the Lord thinks and wanting to know what he thinks about this or that. And there are also phases of my life where I have all I have And all I can muster up is just hoping and thinking and anticipating for the Savior and his second coming and um, whatever it might be. And there's a talk a few years ago called Waiting on the Lord where it's mentioned, you know, we shouldn't just sit and wait for the Lord to make things happen for us. You know, we have to be active creators with him, co-creators with him. We have to be living our lives and using our agency, which I totally agree with. And when I say waiting, I don't mean, you know, waiting without action and waiting for things to happen for us. But when it says in Isaiah that we were, we have waited for him and he will save us. And this is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. I just, I love that. I love that while waiting for him, you know, we're supposed to be actively living our covenants and trying to become like him and doing the work 
that we've been put on the earth to do, gathering Israel, whatever it might be. Like we're, we're doing that while we're waiting for him, but we are waiting for him to come. There is hope in his second coming. And I can't imagine as I was pondering, you know, waiting for the Lord's arrival, I was thinking of those who waited for him the first time he came. You know, Mary, who was pregnant with the Savior. I can't imagine her anticipation for the birth of Jesus and um, the wise men who sought after him and even the other others who had been um, taught the prophecies. You know, it had been prophesied that he would come and perform the work that he came and performed. And so the anticipation of those who were waiting for their Savior I just love that idea. And then when he came, those who were ready, just even, you know, how much more powerful that would be. Um, And just this idea now, again, here we are, we're waiting for the Savior to come again. And while we're waiting, we're doing the work that we've been called to do. We're serving in primary, Relief Society, Elders Quorum, we're ministering, we're lifting up the feeble hands that hang low and trying our best to just grow and learn and you know whatever whatever it is that you are participating in right now whatever you're trying to do we're doing that and we're also waiting eagerly for the savior to come again and i just love this idea and this question that you can all ponder really is what am i doing while i'm waiting am i just sitting here waiting for him to make my life more whole and to give me hope and to do these things? Or am I actively participating in his work? Am I his hands and feet on the earth? Am I helping others? Am I doing all that I've covenanted that I would do when I came to earth? You know, and it doesn't have to be a negative thing either. It's not meant to be a, wow, I can't believe I'm literally not doing anything. Or, Like, wow, thanks for reminding me again, Taylor, how much I'm not helping Jesus Christ right now or, you know, I'm not living my covenants or I'm being lazy, whatever, I don't know. Like, that's not how it's meant to be and that's not not what I mean either, but I think it's also important to ask ourselves, what am I doing while I'm waiting for the Savior? And just also that concept and idea, like, we are His people. We are His people and we are waiting for Him. Um, and that's part of the message of hope is that he will come again. Anyways, I just can't help but think also of the scripture in Moroni. It's in chapter seven, verse 48. And I know that I've mentioned it before because I love it, but I just have to read it again because it's amazing. Um, but this is where, you know, they're talking about praying for charity. And at the end of this chapter in verse 48, it says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that ye may be filled with his lo- this love, which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that ye may become the sons of God, that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, that we may have this hope, that we may be purified even as he is pure. Amen. I just love that scripture, and I love that idea of waiting for the Savior, but actively waiting. And um, I know that he knows us because of the atonement and that he has suffered for us and he knows what we're going through. But the way that we come to know him 
is through, through faith and through striving for his attributes to become like him. We need to, to come to better know him as we wait for him so that truly when he shall appear, we shall be like him. And that's something I've always just loved the concept of being able to see Christ in my own reflection. And as I pondered waiting and as I pondered those who did wait for him before and those who wait for him now and just this idea that there is so much hope in the world regardless of the things that we are going through, which I know all of you are going through something and all of you may feel like at different times, whatever the trial is, that this is it. You know, this is the hardest thing you've ever gone through. Or whatever it is, I know that he has gone through it. That he's gone through even harder. That he's overcome it. And because of that, you can overcome it. And just remember, even thinking about him can bring you hope. And I just love this time of year. I really do. Um... That was kind of all that I had for today. I, there, you know, there's so much that we can study about the Savior and His life, and especially when it comes to the atonement and the resurrection, and just the power that we can have from the atonement. And I would just really encourage you this week, especially, or just as you're going through whatever you're going through, to really think about Him and focus on what He has done for you, what He can do for you, and just the the hope and the message of glad tidings and great joy that comes with him and the love that he has for you. Which brings me to the point that I just know, I know that he loves each and every one of you. And I think it's just amazing that we get to be here on earth and go through what we go through and that we have the ability to return with him again. Like I said earlier, this plan is set up for your success. And there are going to be times where you fail and times where you make mistakes and times where it's hard. But at the end of the day, the whole point is to live with God again and to grow and progress even after we're here. This is just a small point in time and we are just, you know, learning along the way. But at the end of the day, I just can't wait. I can't wait for the day where we really will see him. He really will wipe away our tears, like it said in Isaiah 25, 8. And, you know, we will rejoice in all that he has done for us and in our accomplishment of getting through all that we went through. Anyways, um, I hope that you're able to all have a great Easter weekend. I hope that so this time focusing on the Savior and learning more about Him is a joyful time for you. And whatever you're going through, I hope you know that you know Christ is there for you. But just also know that I am here for you. And that if there's anything you need to talk about or something on your mind or maybe something you're struggling with, that I am all ears. Um, message me on the Eyes to See Instagram page or at the Eyes to See podcast on Facebook. Again, I hope you all have a great Easter weekend and I will chat with you next week. 